we're going to be looking at the utility of scripture in our lives. Now, one of the things I was mentioning to Anthony earlier is I think that this group, I think that we're in a sense, very gospelized. Okay. So I, and which is a good thing. We've heard the gospel many times, you know, um, we've, we've been, ex we've been uh, taught different things of scripture. Um, but now we're going to look at the Bible itself, the book. And, and I kind of want us to analyze this because it, it, it it's, it's very good that we're gospelized. It's very good that we're, we're pushing to have a, a, a gospel-centered life, gospel-centered teaching, that Christ be, you know, always reforming our mind and hearts uh, to, um, to understand life a little bit better. But we need to understand also the utility of Scripture uh, because we need to know the usefulness of the Bible in our practical everyday lives and why it's useful. So I kind of want to look at this, you know, um, 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 and as a whole. So, But to open up, let's look at Psalm 119. Uh, we're going to look at verse uh, 17 to 24. It says, deal bountifully with your servant that I may live and keep your word. Open my eyes that I may behold the wonderful things from your law. I am a stranger in the earth. Do not hide your commandments from me. My soul is crushed with longing after your ordinances. At all times, you rebuke the arrogant, the cursed who wander from your commandments. Take away reproach and contempt from me. For I observe your testimonies, even though princes sit and talk against me, your servant meditates on your statutes. Your testimonies also are my delight. They are my counselors. So we're, we're looking at this uh, as the psalmist speaks. Now, one of the key things here as we as we understand this is, is this passage. Open my eyes in verse 18 that I may behold the wonderful things from your law. It, it's, it's God who opens up our understanding. It is not the natural man. Um, it is not a, uh, it is not a great professor. It is not a great lecture. Uh, it is not a faithful pastor. Um, it is not, it, it's none of that. It's God who, who opens up our eyes that we can behold the wonderful things from scripture. I, I want you guys to think about that. It's God who opens up our eyes. You know, when, when somebody doesn't understand the Bible, you know, we're speaking to people because it, it, it's not us. It's not our, it's not our convincing arguments that are going to um, make their eyes open. It's 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 it, that. This is why the psalmist says, "Open my eyes, that I not not." He doesn't say that they. No, he first says that I. I want to behold the wonderful things from your law. I want to know, and I think that one of the one of the issues that we have nowadays is that many of Christ, many much of Christianity is very biblically illiterate. Uh, that's one of the problems, and, and we just don't spend enough time reading the Bible, understanding the Bible, why it's important, not just not just uh, Jesus loves me for the Bible says so, and that's it type of theology, you know, kind of like when um, during um, the Christmas season, I give a sermon on gingerbread house theology, you know, uh, you know, it, 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 Christianity needs to be much more than, than little Christian jingles in order to be substantial in our lives, in order to be, uh, and, and, and this is why we go to the scriptures. You know, the Bible, you know, the Holy Scriptures, the word of God is our moral compass. You know, it's our light. You know, when we hear that word light, something ought to click in our minds. You know, it's the scriptures that give us light into the, into the world uh, that we live. You know, God speaking to us, this is what the Bible is. It's it. This is this is one of the best ways to understand it. It is literally God speaking to us right now as we open up the Bible. That's why, you know, um, uh, in uh, sometimes in, in our in services, you know, before we read scripture, we say, uh, please stand for the reading of God's word. Why? Because it's a sign of reverence, because it's a symbol of reverence that we are going to open the word of God. You know, God is about to speak whether it be a psalm, whether it be a, a book of the law, whether it be an epistle, it is God who is about to speak to the people. And this is why we gather. We gather to meet with God. We gather to hear God speak into our lives because we believe uh, it, that this Bible is God breathed, that it, it is God speaking into our lives. You know, it, the Bible was written in Hebrew. It was written in Greek. Old Testament was Hebrew, New Testament Greek, and some parts in Aramaic. And it's important that we know that. You know, there's 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 culture structures, there's social structures in there. Um, uh, there's um, uh, forms of interpretation when it comes to that. Uh, and so there, there's a lot to, that goes on uh, when when we understand the Bible was not written in English. <laughs> uh, some may think, right? The Apostle Paul was not an American. <laughs> right? So you know, um, uh, so the Bible was written in Hebrew. It was written in Greek. Uh, you know, and 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 it, like I said, in parts in Aramaic. Uh, go with me to, to the book of First Peter. First, we're going to look at a couple passages. First Peter chapter one. Um, First Peter one, 
22 to 25. I'll do some reading right now. First Peter 1, um, uh, verse 22 uh, to 25. It says like this, since you have in obedience to the truth, purified your souls for a sincere love of the brethren, fervently love one another from the heart. For you have been born again, not of seed, which is perishable, but imperishable. That is through the living and enduring word of God. Follow this. For all flesh is like grass in all its glory, like the flower of grass. The grass withers, the flowers fall off, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word which was preached to you. It is, it is the scriptures, as Peter points out, and he's quoting Isaiah right here, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 6. You know, it's it, 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 the, part of the utility of the Bible is to help us. The Bible helps us to see uh, a contrast uh, um, throughout, throughout um, you can see throughout the scripture, uh, of the corruptible and in the incorruptible, right? Uh, uh, we see a contrast of the transient and the permanent. We see a contrast of, of, of humanity and the divine. Right. So there's always this contrast. And it's the it's that this is part of the utility of the scriptures is to disciple us and to teach us why this is important, because we need to we need to learn. Uh, it's like a child. A child needs to learn that there are things that are good in life and the things that are better in life. The, the, you know, there, there's an easy way in life and and there's a much better way in life, but it's going to cost you a little bit more. Right. And, you know, it, it, well, we too, we are students of, of, of the word of God. And we need to learn these things. You know, a lot of times we think uh, that we've already arrived. We think that we know it all. We think that, well, you know, I can kind of figure this out. And that, 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 that becomes a prideful attitude that we embrace. And we do not see the utility of the scriptures anymore. And, and, and hence many problems in, in Christendom and society. Uh, you know, so, so, so that's part of the utility of scripture, that we can see the contrast, again, between the corruptible and the incorruptible. What do I mean by that? There are things that are going to waste away, and there are things that are going to endure forever, right? And, and that's why Isaiah brings this out, uh, you know, hundreds of years before the New Testament was written. And then Peter quotes it, you know, to, you know, to emphasize this truth, you know, in a sense, in a poetic sense, uh, but it, there's a lot of truth within this, 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 um, uh, uh, this poem, you know, all, uh, we can say this poetic uh, portion of scripture, all flesh is like grass. All this body is decaying. Our body is going to waste away. Our body is, is wasting away day after day. Uh, you know, and, and it's just, and, and all its glory, like the flower of grass, you know, anything that we can possess, any, any, any beauty in this life, it's eventually going to waste away. It's going to fall off. Look, look at a beautiful flower. It looks beautiful for a moment. It's not a permanent thing. Right. It, it, even the people who try to preserve the little cute roses. Right. You know, you know how women try to do that. So, or I don't know, women, whoever. All right. They, 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 they leave the rose until it dries. Right. And then it gets like all shriveled. And then, you know, there's no life in it no more. Right. You know, they keep it as a, maybe a symbolic thing. But that thing is dead. All right. That thing was not meant to last forever. That dude needs to buy you another rose or something. Right. All right. So, you know, it, it, all the all the beauty of life. It falls off. It wastes away. It's done, you know. And and, and so this picture, uh, um, we 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 need to see um, nature. Nature teaches us things. You know, God reveals things to nature. You know, God reveals things through 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 our um, through our everyday lives. And and it's the utility of Scripture that helps us understand that there is a great importance to know. We must know this: that there is the corruptible things and there is the incorruptible things. You know, there is the temporary things and there is the permanent things. You know, there is there's um, uh, the, the, the human things and there is the divine things. And this is where the Bible comes in. You know, this is the this is not a preacher. This is not a, 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 a weekend seminar, a weekend retreat. This is the Bible. This is an everyday task at plowing, at plowing, at plowing. We need to plow. We need to dig for the treasure in the Bible. And um, and, and this is part of it. Follow me to uh, First Peter. Um, I'm sorry, Second Peter. Now, Second Peter 19. Second Peter 19. Um, uh, continue on this on the utility of Scripture. So Second Peter 19, um, 119. I'm sorry. Second uh, Peter 119 to 21, and it writes like this. So we have the prophetic word made more sure, to which you do well to pay attention, as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. But know this, first of all, 
then no prophecy of scripture is a matter of one owns interpretation for no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, but men moved by the Holy spirit spoke from God. Right. And Peter, again, Peter's bringing this out. He's saying, look, we have this prophetic word, right? We have the divine word and it is good that you pay attention to this. All right. This is not, this is not Peter's words. This is not Paul's words, right? And, and, and this is not the disciples' words. You know, they might have been the pencils that he that, that the Holy Spirit used. Uh, they might have been the, the utensils that were used, like we are using in life. But it's God orchestrating things. And he says that, he says, but know this first of all, you know, that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of one of interpretations. So this was not Peter's opinion, right? It's not like Peter said, well, this is my opinion, you know, of how you ought to be uh, fixing out your life. No, that's what Peter brings this out. He says, look, this is part of the utility of scripture to see that it is not, uh, it is not um, words of man, but it is divine. Uh, and th again, this is part of our task to dig into scripture, to study it, to prayfully study it and ask God to help us understand that. again, like Psalm 119, 18 said, right. Um, that help me open my eyes that I may behold the wonderful things from your law. Like, God, every time I read the Bible, open my eyes that I can see the utility of this in my life. I, I, we, we need to understand this. Like, Christianity is is uh, is always attacked from the inside out, right? It, it, it always is. Like, the enemy comes within to attack the body. And unless we know the scriptures, I mean, uh, you know, you know, it, it, you know, we're, it's, 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 a, it's a whole mess. I don't want to go into all that. Verse 21 says, for no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. Again, this is why we go to scripture. Why? What, what is the utility of it? Because this is where we learn. This is not like any other book. This is not like Mar Marcus Aurelius, the memoirs of Marcus Aurelius. This is not like Shakespeare. All right. This is not like Hamlet, right? Like, like a beautiful, like a beautiful drama play. This is not like a Chinese proverb, collection of Chinese proverbs, right? That may be useful. This is not the Dalai Lama speaking, right? This is the divine word of God. We have to understand, we have to separate, uh, 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 we have to know how to separate literature. You know, there, there's fiction, there's nonfiction, right? There's novels, there's uh, uh, apocalyptic writings, right? There's all kinds of literature. Well, as a Christian, you know, we need to understand how the importance of, the, of, of this divine book, right? We need to, we need to see why uh, we need to understand the utility of the Bible to see the difference between all literature. Um, uh, you know, uh, hearing an atheist once uh, asking somebody, he said, you, you believe that this book is like no other book, right? And, and, uh, and they're, they're dumbfounded by this. They're saying, well, how is this book any different? And, and, and it's, again, may God help me open my eyes that I may behold the wonderful things from your law. You know, a lot of people see it as a history book. A lot of people see it as a um, uh, as a good moral teacher, uh, uh, a lot of people, I mean, there's all kinds of categories the Bible falls under, but, and this is why the utility of the Bible is much more than moralizing culture, right? Jesus didn't come to just moralize people. All right. Jesus didn't come just so you can be a good person. All right. That that's not the reason why he died on the cross. Uh, you know, so it's, the, it's the scriptures that teaches these things that it is not a word of man, but it is the word of God. It is given by him. It is man moved. It says by the Holy spirit spoke from God. I mean, th there is nothing like this, right? Uh, you know, let's go to uh, second Timothy real quick. Second Timothy, um, three 16, a very well-known passage for us, but good for us to read second Timothy three 16. And 17, it says, all scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. So now the Apostle Paul is saying, look, uh, we, all of scripture is inspired by God. You know, and just, just so, just to emphasize a little bit of the Old Testament here, when he's writing this, he's speaking of the Old Testament, right? Because a lot of times people are, People um, somehow um, uh, uh, bypass the Old Testament or don't see the importance of it. No, it, it's the whole scripture that it is profitable for us. It, it is the Ten Commandments that are profitable for us. It, it, it is the first five books, the Pentateuch of the of scripture that are profitable. It's all of scripture that is profitable for us, right? And so this is part of, uh, of understanding the utility of scripture that it's not just the Gospels, 
all right? It's not just the Gospels. We need them. Of course we do. That's how we know Jesus Christ. But we must go. We must branch out. We must understand that, that there, there's a whole lot more that points to Jesus than just the Gospels. Uh, and so, and, and, and again, it's the utility of Scripture that helps us. Why this is important. Why, why, why is Leviticus important? You know, it's extremely important to understand, you know, in context, the book of Hebrews, right? It, it is important to understand these things. Uh, you know, we wouldn't understand what a priest is without, without this. We wouldn't understand the role of a royal priesthood without this. We wouldn't understand consecration, holiness, you know, sacrifice, perpetual sacrifice, pleasing aroma. You know, all these things connect. And so, um, again, it, 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 you know, the scripture says it is, uh, it is God-breathed. It is given to us. Uh, and, and this is why it is extremely useful for us. You know, we believe that God uh, has spoken. That's the Christian claim. We believe God has spoken, all right, in, in regards to scripture, that God has spoken once and for all through the Bible. In other words, there's not going to be additions, all right? It's not like somebody's going to come up with an updated version next, next year. People try that all the time, right? They don't only get so far. And they usually mislead the uh, the unknowing, unsuspected, and those who fall for uh, empty talk. But for us, I know the scriptures. We understand that there's nothing else going to be added to the scriptures. You know, scripture is this is how we know God. You know, these three sections that we read. You know, First Peter chapter twenty-two, Second Peter one nineteen, and now and three and Second Timothy three sixteen. All this is to understand that this is how we know our God. This is how we know. This is how we know the great I am. This is how we know Yahweh. There is no other way. This is why the utility of scripture is extremely important in our lives. A lot of times people get a picture of who God is through a Sunday sermon that they heard five years ago or an Easter sermon uh, that they hear once a year or, or uh, uh, a uh, Forever 21 pastor on TV, whatever it is, right? We need the Bible. Like, I'm not saying all that. That is important. Yes, there's a, we can find, but we need the scriptures. Every Christian needs to see the utility of scriptures in their lives to navigate. You don't have a pastor with you 24-7, you know, helping you. You don't have a counselor 24-7. You don't have a, a, an archbishop 24-7. You don't have, right? You don't have a, a man or a woman of God with you 24-7 walking with you, right? We have the Holy Spirit. You know, we have the divine word of God that we need to go to. And we need to see the usefulness of this in our lives. Uh, again, I think that's part of the problem nowadays. A lot of people don't see why the gospel is useful. They don't understand it. They just think it's a story, right? And, and they don't understand why that story is useful right now, this Wednesday, the 26th of May, 2021, right? Like it's, it's important right now. And so it's the utility of scripture that opens up our understanding to this. You know, there is no other way to know him. Like I said, there is, uh, this is how we come to understand the questions of, uh, of, uh, of, of existence. You know, there's a lot of questions, right? You know, we, 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 science may find out how the world works, uh, how the universe works, maybe how natural, um, um, natural things work to a certain extent, but why do they exist? That's not the question for science. You know, why do we exist? Science doesn't give us these answers as useful as it is, as great as it is. You know, it, it, it's, it's the utility of scripture that helps us understand that we are created in the image of God, that everybody has equal worth. Like it's, this is why we read the Bible. You know, it, it, they're, they're, um, th th this is where we get the why questions. You know, th this, is, this is how we understand morality. Um, you know, I, we've talked a lot about that on Sunday, so I don't need to dive into moral stuff. But, you know, the, the landscape uh, the scripture gives us is vast, right? When we open up the Bible, we understand that this is a huge thing uh, to learn from. Uh, you know, it, it changes the human mind, um, it, it, the will, the intentions. Uh, this is where we learn true wisdom. Um, the, 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 the problem, this is where we see the problem with mankind, uh, the, the things of life and the things of the afterlife, right? This it's the Bible. And, and, you know, people have been interested in the afterlife for ages. All right. Before the Bible was written, people were in, there's something embedded within mankind that, that is interested in the afterlife. There's something within us that, that we want to know certain things. That's why they create certain stories People believe certain myths, there's certain traditions, uh, certain customs. Why? Because there's something special about that. We were created in such a way that we ask these questions 
uh, you know, um, uh, you know, just out of out of our out of our creator uh, creator nature. Um, uh, so there's some th there's some things that we need to think about, and these are three things when we look at the Bible. It's revelation, inspiration, and illumination. So when we look at the scriptures, when we look at the utility of the Bible um, um, in our lives, revelation is because God uh, God has given us His divine word. We believe in divine revelation. We believe we believe that this book is not like Shakespeare, right? We believe that that it, it's not like I said, a collection of, of of Dalai Lama quotes or a collection of Marcus Aurelius memoirs. No, no, this is the divine word of God. We believe in divine revelation. That's a big claim, right? Um, uh, that, that's a huge claim that we're making there. You know, we believe in inspiration. You know, this is when when the writers of Scripture received it and they wrote down this truth, right? We believe that. There was a certain that they were not moved by themselves, but like we read in in Second uh, Peter, that they were men moved by the Holy Spirit. We believe in inspiration, and in the same God, in the same way, God moves us now. You know, the Holy Spirit helps us navigate not to write Scripture, but to follow Scripture. Right? We we he 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 still works this way through our lives. He uses ordinary men and women uh, through inspiration to do great things for Him. Um, and so that's that that again, that's a really I don't got time to dive into the depths of every word here, but inspiration is a deep word. All right. When somebody's inspired to do something, I mean, they will do it. I mean, they, they will sacrifice. Uh, they will give it all. When, when you're inspired to do something, you don't need a motivational coach, right? Yelling at you on the side, you know, it's pumping you up, you know, or a weekend high retreat. You know, you got, you're inspired to do something. This is a long lasting thing. All right. And then also illumination. And this is important for us right now. The utility of scripture gives us illumination. What do I mean by this? This is when men and women begin to discover, all right, certain truths in their lives and understand things that they didn't before. All right, we, there is a certain illumination. This is not mystical, okay, guys? This is not be all, uh, this is some sort of mystical thing. No, this is not a mystical thing, all right? It, this is just, this is God's work in our lives. For example, you read the Bible I mean, I'm sorry, you, you've read the Bible maybe for a couple of years. Hopefully by now, you've been illuminated a lot more than you were a couple of years ago. You should be growing, right? You, you should know uh, uh, the utility of the Bible more now than you did a year ago, right? Like you should understand God more now than you have maybe two, three, four years ago, or maybe less than that. You know, I don't know how long you've been reading the scriptures, but you should be understanding the Bible to a deeper uh, a way deeper way by now. And, and for example, you know, we've all experiences that where maybe somebody's teaching, maybe, some, maybe you hear something you're like, Oh my gosh, now I get it. All right. We all have those moments. It's like the light bulb turns on. All right. Illumination, right. It's like, man, I missed it this whole time. Like I didn't get it. Well, that's the working of God in our lives, illumination. And that's where the Bible is useful for us because constantly we need this illumination in our lives. We need, we, we, we need to understand uh, uh, sin. We, we must, we must understand the fallenness of man. And, and it's God giving us illumination to see why that is relevant right now. Like, why do I need the repentance right now? Why, why do I need forgiveness right now? Why, and it's the scriptures uh, uh, that help us day after day uh, with this illumination uh, to understand things that we didn't before. You know, the Bible, you know, it's true, it's reliable, and it brings stability uh, into the mind, into the heart, um, and maturity in life when applied. Let me say that again. Because the Bible, not if, because the Bible is true, and it, 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 therefore it is reliable. You see how that follows? Uh, you know, it, it, because it is true, therefore it is reliable. If it wasn't true, it wouldn't be reliable. And, and this is why it's reliable. This is the usefulness of the Bible. You know, it brings us stability. And because it's reliable, right, we could be on stable ground. We're not being tossed left and right like the waves of the sea, believing every wind of doctrine, right? No, we are stable in the Lord. You know, when, when troubles come, there's a certain there's a certain peace in the storm, right? Like that old hymn, right? It is well with my soul, right? You know, they, 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 there's a certain um, peacefulness within us. Uh, and this is why the Bible is useful for us. The more that you have the Bible within you, the more that you can bring it out in moments of trouble, in moments of, of, um, of, of, of worries, miseries, drama, problems, sickness, right? Poverty, whatever you go through in life, 
it's the word of God that we intake that, 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 that we fill the heart with. And that's what speaks out of the mouth. That's what the mind is filled with. That's why it's so important. This is the usefulness of the Bible. A lot of times we read it and maybe at, at that morning or the afternoon, that evening, we don't really see the usefulness of it. Maybe perhaps, and that's okay. But our, our duty is to intake the scriptures, intake, intake, just like when you eat sometimes and you're like, I don't know why I'm eating these vegetables. Well, I don't know why I'm eating this. Well, maybe you like this, whatever you don't like, right? There's a certain usefulness to a certain diet, right? Like if you didn't eat certain things, you wouldn't be healthy. You wouldn't be functioning well. You wouldn't be, you, you wouldn't be, so your, your mind would not be as alert, uh, right? You know, usually people with bad diets reflect in their lives. You know, somebody with a bad diet, you know, has all kinds of problems. Um, and so not to go into all that, but in the same goes into the spiritual realm. People with a bad spiritual diets, well, it, it reflects in their day-to-day -day lives, right? You know, what we do in our private devotion speaks in our public life. Um, what, how we live in, behind closed doors speaks in, in our public life. And so this is the utility of scripture because the Bible teaches us, be above reproach always. For what? Because God watches us at all times. Right now, God knows what you're thinking. Because we know that, we ought to be constantly transforming the mind. For the mind ventures off. The mind is a jungle of sin. The mind, um, uh, you know, we've uh, enough with that. We don't want to go into the mind. Okay, so if it's not this book, right? Like I've told you guys before, into this claim, you know, it's going to be another book, right? You know, this is the this is the thing. Um, uh, you know, uh, you know, I've heard a lot of talks. Uh, like I said, I've he I hear a lot of people, agnostics, atheists, whatever. Uh, people and, and 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 i love this when it comes to this question because they don't have a book let's you know sort of say they, they they come up with different books they come up with different resources but they don't have a book that they go to for all these answers right it, 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 and so this is an interesting thing it's just something to think about you know they we have the book right we this is this is why it's the blessed book this is why, you know, this is this is our bread and butter of every day. Uh, this is why we take it everywhere. This is why we treasure it. This is why we read it, we memorize it, we sing it, we pray it. Why? Because we have the book, right? This is why people give their lives, right? Like we've seen so many stories, guys, of, of, of our brothers and sisters in China. I mean, they're dying for a page of scripture. Like they got to like, uh, you know, they got to they gotta toss pages around left and right because they don't got a whole Bible. Um, you know, uh, or people in different parts of the world, you know, whether even people would, uh, that speak a, a dialect that the Bible has never transferred, uh, translated into, right? I mean, imagine how, what, what that feels like, right? They need to, everything's to be interpreted. Uh, um, and, um, and so we have such a high, especially speaking English, we have so many versions that it becomes sin, right? I mean, we just got way too many different, different uh, I mean, some of them are extremely good and some of them are literally extremely bad. Uh, and so one day we'll talk about that. And so um, uh, it, it's something to help us to make sense of life, right? So part of the utility of the Bible is to help us make sense of, of pain, of, of life in general, of the joys of life, of pleasures, of, of how much is too much of pleasure, right? Like we need to be careful that we don't overextend ourselves in pleasure, right? And also to understand death. Right? It, it's the utility of the Bible that helps us, gives us peace. We don't live afraid of death well we should for you shouldn't live afraid of death uh you know for we know that we'll be with the lord jesus christ if we put our faith and trust upon him um you know a lot of people do live in fear of death a lot of people um it's something that people fear is death we are that's our graduation right for me to live as christ and to die is gain said the apostle paul you know that is not a cute metaphor a cute bumper sticker a cute thing for a t-shirt that is our christian motto it ought to be you know, Psalm one, in Psalm 119, 68, uh, the psalmist said, you are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. The heart, you know, um, an attitude of a Christian is one uh, of a student, right? It's, it's what it is. You know, we see the utility of the Bible because we are students of the Bible, all right? You know, throughout scripture, we read these words, teach me, teach me, teach me. In one way or another, this is, this is a message for us. Uh, uh, especially the psalmist in, in, in poetic forms and different ways, he says this to the Lord, teach me, teach me, right? Because they're, 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 they see the utility of God in their life. They, they see the utility of, of, of the divine in their life. It's not enough just to be the king of Israel. It's not just enough to be, 
to be wise, to have everything that you can have. No, because he said, teach me these. I want to know. I want to know you. And so we, we look at this. What, what other things does this, the psalmist say? Well, he says, teach me to number my days with wisdom. Teach me that I can live every day with wisdom. What else does it say? Teach me your statutes and ordinances. Like, I want to know the things that, that your decrees. I want to know the things that, that glorify, the things that you hate. Like, I, I want to know these things. Teach me good discernment and knowledge. Again, he says, I want to know how to navigate in this life. We need discernment for that. Again, part of the utility of scripture is to give us this. It gives us discernment into how to make proper choices um, that every day we need to make. Every single one of us makes choices. And every choice brings a consequence. Every choice. There's ramifications that are deeper than others. Uh, and some follow later. A lot of times people don't taste the consequence right away. So they keep going and going. But they catch up. They ca everything catches up to us, guys. Time catches up. Uh, you know, the Bible says in the Old Testament, your sin will find you out. So be careful, brother and sister, like your sin eventually will catch up, you know, um, the love of self eventually catches up to us, right, and so forth. So, and the psalmist also says, teach me and I will be silent and show me how I have earned, actually, that was Job. He says, teach me and I'll be silent. Like, when we come to understand the utility of the Bible, we are silent before God. In other words, it is God teaching us, not us telling God what we want, <laughs> not us telling God, hey, God, well, I think that. This is the way my life should go. This is the direction, God, that I need, right? Um, yeah, that doesn't work that way. You know, teach me what I do not see, said Job. Teach me. Like, I want to know what I do not see. Think, think of that, right? Teach me how to live my life with vision, not just mere sight, right? Not just mere temporary stuff. Again, remember when we were looking at earlier the passage where we talked about the temporary and the, uh, the eternal. A lot of people, all they see is right here. Like, that's all they see. They, they, they don't see beyond. They don't see like, okay, if I continue this way, there's going to be major consequences. But, you know, if I continue this way, you know, there's going to be major blessings. Like, you know, it goes both ways, you know, and it's it's the utility of the Bible that gives us an ample view. It, it, it magnifies our eyes that we can see beyond just right now. This is why the Christian can have joy in moments of sorrow, right? This is why, you know, when at times, you know, the difficult moments, but we can laugh, we can rejoice, you know, for God is good. And so therefore he will do good. He will do right. You know, the psalmist also said, teach me your paths, teach. And, and the disciples said, teach us how to pray, right? When they saw the Lord Jesus Christ, what did they say? Teach us to pray. All right. Why? Because they saw the master doing it, right? They saw the usefulness of it. They saw their lack of it. Uh, again, and there's this humility of it, right? These are disciples. Um, you know, if the disciples who walked with Jesus needed to learn how to pray, how much more us, right? Man, we need, we need help. Um, you know, and, um, and it's the scripture that teaches that, you know, it, it, it's, it's the teachable and the humble that will know God, you know, throughout the Bible, we see this, you know, it's those who are teachable. If you're not teachable is because you're prideful, right? That's what it comes down to. You know, even in any sphere of life, if we're not teachable, there, there is a skim of pride somewhere, right? There's a skim of, I already know this somewhere, you know, and, and we can't, we won't be able to progress. We won't be able to learn. We won't be able to branch out. You know, it's, it's, it's this, um, uh, it's this pride that keeps us away from knowing God more. And, and that's why God hates pride, right? We see this in the scripture. God hates it. Because it keeps us away from him. Because the prideful man doesn't pray. The prideful man doesn't see the need to pray. The prideful doesn't, doesn't um, you know, they, they, they only think of themselves, right? They only think of, of their desires, their will, their, their joys, their pleasures. And, and it's God that rips us from that and says, no, like it's, you're not the center of the universe, right? And, and, and that's why we have the utility of the scripture to teach us constantly through different ways, different measures uh, that we ought to love neighbor like as we love ourselves, like it, it's not just about us. Um, in fact, it's not about us. You know, uh, our approach to the Holy Scriptures will determine much of what we get out of it. So part of the utility is to see the approach. As I open the Bible, you know, what is my approach? What is my attitude, right? Am I coming to it just because it's a to-do list, a checklist, right? Like, you know, when you pay a bill, it's like, oh, I got that over with, you know, or are we coming to it to learn, like, you know, to delight in it, whether it's a verse 
a passage, a chapter, a book, whatever you can absorb and intake and, and delight yourself in, it, right? Like we must practice this. Like, and it's the approach of it. A lot of times we don't get nothing out of it because we don't put nothing in it. You know, we just open it and we close it like it never, like it's not divine, like it's not important because we don't see the utility of it in our lives. You know, this library of books, that's what's what it is. Uh, that's where the word Bible comes from, right? Biblios, like it, it's, it's, it's a library uh, for us uh, put together. And, you know, and it helps us to know God and how to walk in the light in a dark world. Yeah, that's a simple way to understand this, right? Somebody once said this a long time ago, you know, a Bible, you know, the, the, um, the acronym, right? They use it, you know, basic instructions before leaving earth. It's, it's kind of true, right? There's a lot of truth to that, right? It is basic instructions before we leave earth. Um, and so we need the manual, right? It's kind of like when you buy something and you're like, well, maybe you guys are not like me, but I don't read the manuals, right? Because it takes too long. But then I realized like I should have read the manual right? Later on, right? Because you mess something up or there's pieces missing or extra pieces or something, right? The manual for me takes too long, right? I'm like, and it's like in 10 languages, right? Well, the Bible, the script, we must come to the manual. We got to come to the manual of life and we must, it, it, and it is going to take long. It's a lifelong journey, right? It's not a race. It's a marathon. You know, we, we come to know scripture and, and we run the race well, as Paul said, you know, we run this every day. We're running this race. Um, you know, um, this book feeds the soul. Again, the part of the utility of it is because our soul needs nourishment. Our mind needs cleaning. Our heart needs pruning. Like, and it's the scriptures that, that, that feeds the whole man. From Genesis 1-1 all the way through Revelation 22-21, the theme is God. From Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's the intro to the Bible. All the way to the end, when, when it says, come Lord Jesus, right? When it talks about the Lord Jesus Christ coming back, all the way to Revelation, the theme is him, right? And, 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 and as we read the Bible, as we see the utility of it, we're going to get to know him more. Um, uh, you know, and, and um, uh, an, an old preacher said that the prize in reading the Bible is to come to know the Christ of the Bible. That's our prize. What, what, what is a prize right now? It, it, it's, it's the fact that we're going to come to know the Christ of scripture. That's a powerful thing, right? And Paul said it this way. Paul said, I press on toward the goal for the prize, for the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So he said, my prize is Jesus Christ. It's not preaching well. It's not teaching well. It's not, it's not just building churches, discipling, feeding the poor, right? Going on missionary journeys, you know, rebuking the false people, encouraging the bread, whatever. That's not his prize. His prize is the upward call of God is to know Christ Jesus. That's why he says, I count all these things but rubbish compared to knowing Christ Jesus more, right? And so there, there's, again, and this is the utility of the Bible is to know God more. It's, it only benefits us. Um, nothing bad is going to come from you knowing God more. <laughs> like, I mean, absolutely not. Like what's going to, what, what it's only going to open up our understanding and give us light, illumination, to know to see things of life that we didn't see before you you'll see that because of the utility of scripture you will begin to care for those that you didn't care about before the bible helps us understand that we will begin to care for um for the marginalized maybe the the the, the, the sick um maybe maybe we'll have a, a, um, a lot more compassion toward those who don't know christ like i mean there, there's going to be something that happens within us because of the illumination of the scriptures in our lives um and so part of Christianity is to have a holistic understanding of God's word, right? Not only certain doctrines. So like I said before, part of the utility of the Bible is to know that the whole Bible is the word of God. Old Testament, New Testament. Uh, you know, I know in this group we teach all. And, and so I know that you guys are, are vastly, um, uh, I'm pretty sure you guys are, are all in agreement with that. But a lot of people are not. A lot of people are New Testament Christians, right? Whatever the heck that even means, Right. Without the Old Testament, you know, we, 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 we don't understand the New Testament to its totality, all right? We, we, we don't, we, we miss the largest portion of the, uh, of the scripture, right? Uh, like, we need the Old Testament. It is essential for our lives. Uh, you know, um, uh, we, we need to know why God established the law, why there was a covenant, you know, why, you know, all these things are hugely important, and all these things are the foreshadowing a point to the Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, it only, it's the climax, 
right? You know, it's the crescendo in, in, into the into the into the um, uh, the presentation of, of of the Lord Jesus Christ when John the Baptist comes and breaks the silence after 400 years and he says, "Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand." Right? And he goes, "Behold, you know, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world." Right? It's Jesus. Right? So he breaks the silence. With Jesus Christ, I get excited when I talk about that. So, you know, we, we need we need the reading, we need to meditate on it, we need to learn from the scriptures. Again, Old Testament, New Testament, we meditate upon both. You know, we 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 navigate through these both. Uh, we meditate upon them, we read them, we study them, we teach them. Uh, our, our our whole lifetime essentially, all right, is given to learn God's word. In one way or another, our whole lives is to learn of God. Right, that, that, that's the pursuit of man is to know God more, right? To delight in him. But we cannot delight in that which we do not know. And that's why that, that's why it's very difficult at times when people say, Well, I don't really delight in, in the things of God. Well, because you need to know God more, right? You delight in a relationship because you know the other person, right? You delight in a friendship because you know the other person. You don't delight yourself with strangers. Right. You know, you just kind of like it's kind of awkward, you know, just kind of get through the emotions and you go home and you come with those, you know, well, the same comes with Christ. He wants us to know him. And that's part of the utility of the scriptures to know him at its fullest. Uh, the Bible is an ocean, uh, you know, of we can say of God's mind, of God's heart, of his will. Let's put it. Let me put it this way. Uh, even judgments, redemption of everything. Right. It's an ocean of this. You know, and, you know, think, think about it this way. It's like we're, you know, we're taking in this divine water with a teaspoon every day. It's like you're going to the ocean trying to drain it out with a teaspoon. Well, good luck, right? It's not going to happen in this lifetime, in the next, in the next. Well, and that's part of God's word. We can only intake so much every day, only so much. And, and so part of that, part of the utility is to understand that this is never going to end. It only gets better. It only gets more glorious. It only gets bigger. It's like when you go to the beach, for those of you that like the beach, um, if you don't, but you don't like this illustration, but there's one thing to be in the sand, which a lot of people just like to walk around the sand, right? And, but there's another thing to get actually in the ocean, right? All right. And, and so when people say, I go to the, I go to the, I love going to the beach, you know, one of the questions is, do you actually go in the water? Oh, no, we don't do that. No. You know, I'm like, okay, well, you're actually just visiting the sand, which is good. All right. But, you know, there's a whole other thing when you, and then when you begin to swim, when you begin to go deeper in, right, you experience it. At, well, the same thing comes in Christianity. If you only see the shallow ground, you're never going to taste the fullness of that ocean. And that's what God wants. He wants us to drive deeper and deeper in him. And it stretches our mind. Uh, and it only grows. It only expands. It only gets better. Um, you know, the Old Testament and the New Testament introduces God through so many ways, through so many words. And it's this is why it's important to read it. You know, because every metaphor, every, um, uh, uh, or idioms, or um, or different uh, illustrations that the Bible uses, or, or uh, it's it's to give us a picture, a grander, a grander picture of God, right? It only expands uh, the God that we serve. You know, for example, in the, in the scripture, uh, we read the, the name, the Ancient of Days, right? The Holy One of Israel, you know, the rock of ages, uh, the first and the last, the light, uh, the husband, the bridegroom, the good shepherd, the savior, the redeemer, the lamb, and the Lord of glory. All these, all these are to help us, help our little finite minds understand the grandeur of God, right? It's not like we cannot put him in a box. He's too big. He's too big. If we talk about the lamb, I'll be here all day talking about the lamb. Like there's so much in just that word, the lamb. If we talk about the line of Judah, there's a lot right there, right? The rock of ages, you know, think of that. Think of what that symbolizes. It just, just the word light. You know, we can be here all day, right? <laughs> you know, talking about what light means. And, and so all these words are to help us understand the God of scripture and ultimately Jesus Christ. Uh, the Old Testament is, like I said, is a foreshadowing that points to Jesus Christ. That's why the utility is very important for us. Because without it, we cannot know Jesus Christ. Without knowing Jesus Christ, we cannot have a Savior. We must know Jesus Christ. Um, you know, the New Testament unveils the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Right? It just it points to him. Uh, and, and so this is how we know Jesus. And the Bible says in Colossians that he is the image of the invisible God. 
How do we know God? Because he came to us. That's how we know God. He came and, and he, he took flesh. He was God incarnate. He became the God man. Like, I mean, I don't know how, I don't understand if you guys don't think that that's such a beautiful thing. Even if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, that is such a beautiful picture. Like, seriously, that, that's just, it's just beautiful. Like, the God came to us, right? The miracle of the virgin birth, how he came, right? He didn't come in royalty. He didn't come, hey, guys, I'm here. Everybody serve me, bow down. No, he came to serve all, right? You know, just the image of, of this Messiah, the picture of him, the story, the narratives, uh, the, 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 the problems that were going on in his life. Uh, you know, you know, uh, how he was hated, rejected, uh, how nobody paid attention to him. Like, I mean, and, and how he chose a bunch of fishermen, right? He chose, you know, this small group in the middle of, uh, of, of the Middle East, right? To expand the gospel to all the, I mean, I mean, when you, when you read this, I mean, it, it ought to fascinate us, you know, it, it ought, something ought to click within us and say, man, this is worthy to pay attention to. Like, there's something in here more than just Shakespeare, Right. Like there's something in here like deep, like divine, profound. And uh, this is how we know God, the father and the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, not just Jesus. Right. But we know the father. We know God of the father. We know the Holy Spirit. How? Through the utility of the scriptures, knowing him more and more. We know the person of the Holy Spirit because of the Bible. It teaches us that he is a spirit of truth. He, he you know, he, he is not just a spirit, but he is the holy spirit right again we can expand on that you know um and uh, another thing is very important it teaches us original sin it this is a very important thing the bible the, part of the utility of the bible is to know why we need the bible right what, what, what why is it useful well when we understand how the in genesis chapter 3 when when sin is introduced in fact you know for the sake of of um of the study let's read it uh, go go with me genesis chapter 3 um Let's look at the fall. Because this helps us understand the utility of scripture. Um, th this helps us understand the need of scripture, right? Genesis 3. Let me read a couple passages from here. Um, see how far I can get. Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, indeed, has God said you shall not eat? From any tree of the garden? The woman said to the serpent, From the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat, but from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat from it or you or touch it, or you will die. The serpent said to the woman, You surely will not die. For God knows that in the day you eat from it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw the tree was good for food and it was a delight to the eyes that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took from it from its fruit and ate. And she gave also to her husband with her and, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed, they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loin coverings. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord called the man and said to him, where are you? And he said, here, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me from the tree. And I, then the Lord said to the woman, what is this you have done? And the woman said, the serpent deceived me. And I, so let me stop there. All right. So we see that the, this is the intro. This is one of the most important passages in scripture. Not, I'm not using hyperbole here, right? It's it. This is, this is just as important as understanding the cross and the empty tomb. We must understand and the manger, right? We must understand why Christ came, right? The fall, you know, we must understand this answers so many questions, the, the depravity of man, just how the sinfulness of sin. You know, when we look at society, this is the problem. Man is fallen. Sin is within us. Like if man is allowed to do whatever he wants, he's not naturally just going to go do all the great things, right? If man is not restrained, you know, man will do what man does. And we see this, just turn on the news tonight. That's all you got to do. Turn on the news. 
if you want your if you want it to be if you want to be illuminated right turn on the news and then read this passage before and after and this is exactly the problem with society all right you don't need uh well let, let's stop there all right and so after 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 this happened notices that you know god asked just to point out god asked um uh the man and he goes it's the woman that you gave me that's her fault right so that's uh, pretty interesting right there right and so and then he asked the woman she goes it's a serpent right and so everybody everybody blames but although it was a serpent who but it, it, who deceived eve but they were still held accountable for this and this is the problem with consequences yes the, it, there is an enemy Yes, there's a spiritual warfare, but we will be held accountable, right? We all will be held accountable for our choices. For the serpent did not force Eve to eat. The serpent didn't open her mouth, stick the, the, the fruit in her mouth, right, and chuck it down her throat. No, we don't see that. He slithered around and he deceived her because he's crafty, because he showed her something, right, that the flesh wanted. That's what she said. Oh, I saw that it was good and it was desirable. That's what sin is. Sin looks good. Sin looks desirable. When you look at sin, it doesn't look scary, right? You look at sin, you're like, man, that tastes good, right? Man, I want to do that. Man, and the flesh is like, do it, do it. Like, come on. Like, why? Because the flesh is falling. This cage doesn't want holiness. This cage wants sin. This cage wants freedom, all right? And, and this, is what, this is why the Holy Spirit lives within us, right? This is why he, he, he says, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, be constrained by the love of God, you know, take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, like control yourself. This is why the, we have the Holy Spirit. We were given self-control, right? We were, you know, it, 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 because of the spirit of the living God, we ought to exercise self-control. And, and again, so to go back to the, what I was talking about, this is part of the utility of the scriptures. We see the fallenness and, at, you know, at the end, he drove them out of the garden right? And this was the problem. Ever since then, man has been falling. Not only that, the whole story of the Bible is redemption, right? It, 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 when we look at the Bible holistically, God is redeeming a people for himself because of this, because we are fallen. God is constantly redeeming a people, redeeming a people. And what do they do? They run back to sin. He brings them back. They run back to sin. And some of them stay in sin and die that way. And some of them don't. And so we need to be very careful not to be playing games with sin because we don't know when it's time to go home or better yet. We don't know when it's time to leave this earth, but <laughs> put it that way. Um, you know, uh, and so we don't know when it's our appointment is with the divine. Um, and so we was, was, you know, we, we, this again, teach me discernment to the psalmist. He said, teach me to number my days with wisdom, not with in, not with intellectual uh, motivation, not just with mere intellectualism. Right. Not with book smarts. No, give me wisdom, Lord. Like, I need discernment. Like, I need to know not just what is a gun, but how to use it, right? When to use it type of thing, right? There's a big difference. Anybody can purchase a gun, right? But not know, not know how to use it and not know, uh, you know, when to use it, how to use it, you know? And, and so, you know, we, you guys understand that description. All right. You know, earlier today, just to add about the fallenness, I was hearing the interview with the, our lovely governor. You know, he was he was doing a... a, a, a um, a, um, a press conference and he says something which goes with this uh he said he said what the hell is wrong with this all right you know for those of you that are offended by that excuse me but that's what he said that's our governor he said in this press conference what the hell is wrong with this well sir it's called sin right this is what's wrong with this you know that's the question that we should all ask what is going on with us like what's going on in this world it's called sin and this is the uh, when people try to diagnose it with all kinds of things, you know, people try to call it, you know, call a spade a spade, put it that way. All right. Put it in street terms, you know, call it what it is like you would do it anywhere else. Also in this, you know, you don't want to be lied to in any other spheres of life. Call it what it is. It's called sin. I don't care how irrelevant it makes me. I don't care how un unpopular it makes me. The problem is sin. I don't care how canceled I get. It's called sin. All right. You know, even the non-believers know this. They just don't call it that. And so we, we must understand this. So like he asked the question, what's going, what's wrong with this? Well, guys, it's called sin. So enough with that right there. All right. So a couple of things, you know, uh, practical. All right. Before I end with the question, um, uh, it, it's it's too too many things when it comes to the utility of the Bible. Uh, it, it's we must be intentional and create time to read it. We got it. 
If we see the utility of the scriptures in our lives, we must create time. Just like we do for anything else that is important, we must create time. We have to be disciplined in creating time. Again, not, not um, finding time because we were not going to find it. We have to create time to read it, right? We, again, uh, be creative. Use that word. Um, uh, you know, find ways to, uh, to intake the Bible and delight yourself. Audio. When you're working, right? You know, if you're allowed to, as long as you're doing your job, um, uh, <laughs> you know, your lunch break, if you get one, right? Uh, whatever, you, you got to find time before you go to, you know, hopefully not like two minutes before you go to bed, right? You pass out. Uh, in the beginning was God, it, you know, hopefully you can read a little bit more than that. So you know, we got we to discipline ourselves, you know, have the Bible in your, in your kitchen table. Uh, every time you take a bite, hey man, read a passage, uh, feed the soul. Um, you know, you need to establish a routine, a structure, or discipline. That This is the, the bottom line. As we see the utility of the Bible in our lives, we need it. Like, we, we, we need it to grow in wisdom and knowledge, understanding, overall, to know God. So, therefore, we must create time. We need to be creative with this. And we need to establish a routine. We must. There is no other way. If there is not a routine in our lives, something else will take the place, right? If, if we don't set a specific, uh, if we don't give it importance in our lives, something else will take that place. Um, and so we just need to be careful with that. And, and this is going to be throughout our whole lives, right? Some seasons you're like, dude, I'm delighted. I'm like reading every day. And then all of a sudden you have all these kinds of problems and, and all this, you know, whatever, you know, all this kinds of stuff going on. And you're like, Dang, I can't even read a verse today, you know? And so, you know, so take advantage of the time that you can. Um, um, okay. Let me end with this just a thought, you know, this is something that I ask. Um, I know I probably have asked you guys before I've shared with this, but a lot of times when I, when I talk to people about the utility of the Bible who don't know God, I, I ask this question, right? And so it's more to think about. So the question is about the crucifix, all right? Think of the crucifix, all right? You guys all know what the crucifix is. So the, this, this, in a sense, this dark picture, right? It's not uh, you know, it, 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 in essence, it's a dark picture with there's so much depth that we can't even imagine just within the crucifix and the crucifix is is known all over the world. Right. This is not like a, just an American thing. Right. This is all over the world. If somebody sees a crucifix, they know what that means. Right. It is not even a, it, 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 it symbolizes something. This is not even about being religious or not. It's just when somebody sees a crucifix they, it, to, in their minds, something clicks like th there's something to that picture, to that whether it's a portrait, whether it's a, 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 an actual item, whatever it is, right? Or, or they're driving by a, a church. They, they see it, something clicks of the divine in their minds, you know, and people know the image, right? That, this is why I want to use that. People know the image. Now, the question is, why is there someone on the cross? These are some questions that, you know, I ask people when, when we talk about the Bible. Why is there somebody on the cross, right? You know, uh, why... You know, and then who is on the cross? You know, why is this man hanging on the cross? That is a good question that we all, this is, this is part of the utility of the Bible, you know, and, you know, um, and why are we not on the cross? All right. This is an important thing. So these are questions that, that, that help us understand. Maybe you've been a believer for some time and maybe you've been walking with the Lord or you don't think about these things. Other people are not walking with the Lord. And, and they need to, they need to be, uh, they need to be taught. Uh, they need to be uh, shown. They need to be uh, helped. Uh, and, and part of that is understanding Jesus Christ. And that picture of the crucifix, everybody knows. Like, and, and once you dive into that, the depth of that, like, why is that man on the cross? That question leads you into the scriptures. Like, you need the Bible. Like, who is that man on the cross? It leads you into the scriptures. Like, why am I not on the cross? And he was on the cross, right? It leads you into the utility of the scriptures. You know, it, you know, to help us understand this, we know this, right? You know, in Romans chapter 4, verse 25, it says that he was delivered over because of our sins and he was raised because of our justification. In a nutshell, he was delivered over. He was handed over. He gave himself. He, nobody took his life. He said, I lay my life down. He goes, and, and it was for the sake of our sins, not his sins. And he was raised from the dead for our justification. Beautiful snapshot of the gospel, 
right? And so it's the utility of the Bible that helps us unfold that. Like, what does that mean, right? And so that, that just to help us understand. And the other verse to help us is John 3, 16, which we know very well. For God, the Father, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever will believe in the son will not perish but have eternal life, right? And so we look at this, and that is part of the utility of the scriptures, uh, and so it's the Bible that helps us understand. It. So we all need it. Like John three sixteen is deep, as deep. It's it, there's no end to this. Like and so it, and it's the Bible that helps us unfold these two verses. Like that he was delivered over because of our sins and raised because of our justification, and that God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that we can believe upon him and have eternal life. So I'm gonna leave with that. Um, and uh, so let me, yeah. Well, let me pray out and then. Um, see if you guys have any questions or thoughts. Heavenly Father, we uh, thank you, God, for uh, your goodness, your grace. And as we look at the utility of the Bible and the utility of it in our lives, I pray that you can open up our understanding. As we read in Psalm 119, verse 18, open my eyes that I may behold the wonderful things of your law. Open my eyes that I can behold how good you are, how big, how mighty, how, how truthful you are, how beautiful, how lovely in every way. We need your help, God, for that. As we examine our hearts and our lives, God, we know that we need the Bible. We know, we, we, we can see it uh, clear as day that the scriptures are the ones that are going to give us light. I pray that you will guide us, uh, you will instruct our ways, and uh, that you will bless us with your presence everywhere we go. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen.